Hello and welcome to another edition of Chesapeake Hockey Week. I'm your host, Scotty Waz. What is up, folk? Hope you guys are enjoying yourselves. Hey, it's it's February, shortest month of the year. How about that? It's going to go probably as fast as this first month went. But don't worry, we've got a lot of hockey to end out the month for you or begin the new month. I'm recording this on Monday, so time is no object to me. Uh, we'll talk about Team Maryland. They had a game and a commitment. Stevenson University's men's team back on the ice. The women's team look to continue their winning streak. Navy as well looking to continue their winning streak as they start heading into the ECHA playoffs. Towson took on Navy and tried to get some of the last uh, last playoff gas there. The ACHA Stevenson Mustangs were in New Jersey with a big, big game there. And Maryland's men's team go all out for this one as they uh, traveled up to uh, southeastern Pennsylvania. Uh, and then also they traveled to D.C., the area adjacent to that. So there. We'll start with the Maryland Black Bears, who were ending out on a big uh, five-game and eight-day trip. Uh, not necessarily a trip, more like a, uh, you know, just games, five games in eight days, traveling across Jamestown, then to New Jersey, and then back home to Maryland. Um, and then, yeah, here we are, waiting for another weekend of games. But Tuesday night... Was an interesting one, to say the least, as they travel up to Middletown, New Jersey, and uh, take on the Titans, another 1v2 matchup in this one. Maryland and New Jersey really quick on the draw, getting things going uh, in the first five minutes of the game. Andrew Tackett and Michael Morelli for the Titans and the Black Bears, respectively, tested early, both equal to the task. Uh, and that was until just after the five-minute mark. Jack Blanchett, who has been... Uh, tremendous for the Black Bears since being acquired from Richard Hall Falls a few weeks back. He gets the first goal. Uh, he puts one home, gets some time and space, and just rips it past Andrew Tackett for his seventh of the season. Michael Morelli, second assist of the year for him as he gets credited with that one. Uh, it was not long before New Jersey tied it back up. Three minutes and 20 seconds later, uh, Brendan Dumas uh, with a uh, you know, a a nice little passing play in transition for the Titans. He puts it behind Morelli. We are knotted up at one. Play went back and forth. A lot of uh, shakeups happening here. Some uh, some some ruckus stuff. Some rough stuff, as it were. Aiden Bruich into it. Uh, both Ryan Bottrell and Laker Aldrich getting uh, getting kind of banged up. Bottrell with a uh, taking a slash to the wrist. Uh, Aldrich taking a uh, pretty uh, hard hit against the sideboards both would come back uh but for uh for laker aldridge it actually drew a penalty on that puts it on the power play kevin scott sets up jacob brockman right in the beautiful beautiful platter that is a one-time shot that goes past tackets it is two to one maryland and then uh 33 seconds later fracas in front frantic happening in front, Maryland just keeping a shooting gallery going. Miles Gunty picks up the rebound in the slot, puts it home for his eighth of the year. That made it 3-1 to one, uh, Maryland uh, going into the break. On the second goal for Brockman, Scott, his seventh assist on Brockman's eighth goal. Aiden McDowell, his third assist of the season, all in the power play for Gunty. His eighth goal, Leo Schwartz, who has been very, very good since coming on as a tendered player, and now I, I'm assuming... 
just a full-time roster spot there. His fourth assist and Brockman his tenth assist on the night. Now, Maryland did get into penalty trouble late. They uh, had a bench minor for delay a game face-off violation, which was a very odd call. Uh, and they uh, had to go to the penalty kill. And unfortunately, 21 seconds in, a uh, wonderful passing play between New Jersey uh, finishes off uh, with Anthony Calafiore uh, notching his 16th of the year on the power play. It's 3-2. to two. But then Maryland gets it back three at 341. Brandon Piku just goes ahead, and he gets himself his own tic-tac uh, goal on this one. His 18th of the year from Aiden Brewich, his 7th assist, and Ryan Botchel, his 34th assist of the season, puts Maryland up 4-2. to two. And then 11 seconds later, uh, Tyler Young, found by Brandon Piku, puts him on the break, puts it past Takis. And it is five to two on Tyler Young's fifth of the season. Piku with his twenty-second assist on the year. Maryland cruising at this point, but things kind of get a little uh, interesting. You know, Titans are going to press back in transition. Next thing you know, Blake Farrell he pots one home for his fourth of the year, makes it five to three. The transition game for New Jersey very good, very tight. They used their speed to their advantage, knowing they were going into an off weekend. They kind of left it all out there on the ice and uh, knowing, knowing they had to rest uh, this weekend. So Maryland tried to hold them off in the third period, withstanding a lot of chances from them. You know, the Titans coming uh, strong towards the net, but another power play goal against as uh, Calafiore uh, just goes on the back door. Dumas finds him, taps it in, uh, and it is five to three or five to four at this point. And then a minute and 55, uh, 52 seconds later, rather, Chris Carroll, another power play goal. He puts home his eighth of the season on a deflection from a Dumas shot, and it's tied up at five. Both teams pressing, both teams trying to get that game-winning goal. Both teams, are Mar in Maryland's case, trying to get some points uh, before uh, the Jer New Jersey Titans are idle. But that was not to be. Anthony Calfiore finishes off his hat trick with a minute 25 remaining, his 18th of the year. And that's all she wrote in this one as Maryland drops a heartbreaker in this one, 6-5. to five. Uh, Michael Morelli, 36 saves in the uh, losing effort. A tough one to stomach, a tough one to kind of accept as, uh, you know, the Black Bears had this game. One had this game tied, and the next thing you know, they dropped this one in regulation. So no points out of that one. Shake it off. Get back home. Get some home cooking as uh, Military Appreciation Night happened on Friday night with those stylish jerseys. And, and honestly, those jerseys brought in a lot of money, a lot of money for charity and uh, auction on Dash Auction. Uh, it seemed to bring in a lot of money. I don't know the final numbers. It was a lot of money. It's a lot of monies as we're ready to go uh, for Friday night. They look sharp. And Maryland played pretty sharp uh, for a Friday night's game. I'm not going to lie to you in this one. Uh, there was a lot of stuff that Johnstown wanted to get going in terms of shooting. They were offensively um, I would kind of dominant, especially in that third period, though. But Maryland uh, Maryland withheld that. Maryland was able to withstand it. Luca DePasco played very big in net. And uh, next thing you know, here comes uh, here comes the Black Bears. On this one, one nothing. Couldn't see it on the game film because uh, the uh, troubles with the internet in the arena. But Ryan Botro gets a pass out from Brandon Piku, and he puts home 
his uh, his 11th of the season, extending his point streak to 10, tying a franchise record on that one. Jesse Horacek picks up an assist, his fifth of the year on, Bra- uh, on Bottrell's 11th. Piku is 23rd assist of the year. The second period, back and forth game, physical game going on there. Maryland trying to use uh, their size to their advantage, putting some big hits on the Johnstown forwards. Uh, and just using turnovers to create just odd man rushes on the break. I mean, there was a couple uh, two-on-ones, three-on-twos going Maryland's way. Couldn't uh, register a goal in that one. That was until late in the frame when uh, Connor Cole, the captain on the power play, finds a loose puck in front off a Jacob Brockman shot, and then, boom, puts home his sixth of the year on the power play, the lone power play uh, for the Black Bears in this one. A very low, for these two rivals, very low penalty game on Friday night, Jacob Brockman, 11th assist. Piku with his uh, with his 24th assist and second of the night. A uh, l- little under two minutes later, Elliot Leroux, he just skates in off a nice little breakout pass from Dimitri Kibrew, wires it for his eighth of the season. Kibrew, his eighth assist, and Trace Johnson with his fourth assist of the season. It puts Maryland up three to nothing, but late uh, on a power play, the power play has been damning for the Black Bears, and late period goals as well have been pretty damning. Zach Murray uh, wires one through uh, Luca DePasco, his 17th of the year on the power play, and that makes it 3-1 to one going into the break. Third period, a massive attack from Johnstown. They registered 17 shots on goal in the period, just trying to throw anything they could at DePasco. Making sure, and trying to basically throw anything at the the Black Bears. Maybe trying to make them miss, trying to get them to draw penalties. Only one penalty was called in that frame, and Maryland was able to kill it off. Get some chances shorthanded as well. Um, solid zone time for Maryland, though, later in the frame. As Jack Blanchett, I mentioned him before, great time for him to just step up in a big way to keep the play alive. A lot of good keeps in the zone. He made sure that you know he his, his awareness in the offensive zone as a defenseman is crucial, knowing his surroundings, knowing when to pinch and uh, you know not get caught on it. He's able to do that and help Maryland sustain some zone time, kill some clock. And then with one second left, uh, wouldn't you know it, Jacob Brockman puts home his ninth of the year. Empty net. Piku, third assist of the game, 25th of the year. Matthew Davies, his 12th assist. That's all she wrote. 4-1, to one, Maryland. Luca DePasco, 43 saves in this one for a victory. Uh, if you didn't check it out, go check out uh, my little interview with Luca DePasco this past week on the Chesapeake Hockey Week interview segment. Um, so that brings about Saturday. And, boy, Saturday was a uh, – that was a hell of a game. Like, it was – Punch, 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 counterpunch, all this other things. A lot of big chances. Uh, both Matt O'Donnell for Johnstown and uh, Luca DePasco, again, back in getting back-to-back starts. Solid in that for that first period. Um, again, the penalty issues kind of got towards late in the period. Uh, cross-checking too many men on that one. Next thing you know, power play. PK was strong. Uh, DePasco was strong on the PK. Then uh, a dumb penalty. And, and dumb in the sense that the the rule really needs to be changed. Brad McNeil got caught up into a little fracas. His helmet pops off. He's stuck in the fracas. He's trying to make it to the bench. They call him for equipment violation because they didn't think he was trying to get to the bench. So that rule needs to be looked at and modified a little bit. It's a silly penalty uh, to call if if he's not you know going ahead and trying. If he's not making an effort, sure, but he was trying to make the effort. But c'est la vie, I suppose. Uh, Zach Murray, Aiden Bruich get into some rough stuff. 
uh, towards the middle of the frame. Uh, but on that four-on-four, four, Egan Schmidt with the uh, a, a goal firing at home, uh, picked it up around the net, took it around, took it for a little skate, wired it past to Pasco coming out the other side of the uh, the net, and that's one nothing Johnstown with uh, under just about five minutes remaining in the frame. Uh, Johnstown was trying to keep it on, keep that pressure on them, make sure that they didn't uh, they didn't slouch on that. But Maryland knew they had to press against the Johnstown defense, trying to use their speed, trying to use anything really uh, to get things going, and kind of taking that thing where where it was on Friday night for Johnstown, just throwing anything they could at the net, and uh, they they succeeded. Leo Schwartz threw one on net. Brad McNeil gets the tip for his fifth of the season. Schwartz's fifth assist. Sean Kilcullen, his 17th assist, and we are tied with uh, under 10 minutes remaining in the third period. Rest of the period, just kind of a neutral zone tr- battle. Some late strides for each side. And that went to overtime, and in overtime, boy, howdy. A lot of back-and-forth play. Not a lot of possessions. Kind of really one and done with the shots in this one. Uh, of Nine shots in total for overtime, so that's pretty big, given it's a five-minute period, and, and possession is really crucial. Uh, on the three-on-three overtime. And just when you thought it was going to go to a shootout with .1 second left on the clock, uh, Jake Black puts it home for his 24th of the year, and Johnstown takes it in overtime as, uh, you know, such is life. Luca DePasco, 32 saves in the defeat, a heartbreaking one. I would say a little bit worse than what happened – then, uh, I mean, I guess not New Jersey. They did get points in this one, so I guess you can't say it's too bad. But still, when you're thinking, oh, we're just literally a tenth of a second away from going to a shootout, the skills competition, here we are. Um, Black Bears still in second place in their division. Uh, 51 points. Again, a little bit of ground on the Titans, who still have two games. Uh, Maryland still has two games at hand on that one, and they are six points clear of the Northeast Generals. Uh, for second place in that. Next, Jamestown will come to town uh, as uh, the homestand continues for the Black Bears in this one. Two big commitments uh, announced on uh, this week. First uh, before, first off, congratulations, Aiden McDowell. 100 games with the Black Bears, um, 101 if you count the playoff game. Uh, so congratulations to him, a three-year Black Bear, one of the guys who's a, a heart and soul kind of guy. On this team, he committed to Stevenson University, right up the road from Odenton, uh, up to Reisterstown. Just takes six ninety-five, get stuck there for three and a half hours, and then get to class. As uh, he will be uh, a Mustang starting next season, and then late on Monday or on Monday morning, and I didn't understand, I didn't see it until late. Kevin Scott committed to RIT for the 2023-24 season. So that means he will stay in juniors for another year, whether he stays with Maryland or goes somewhere else to be determined. But big Kevin Scott, who has just been a uh, one of the keystones on that defense back there, uh, as a, as just a, a guy who brings a lot of presence, a lot of physical game, a lot of good stay-at-home defensive work back there. He will get a D1 commitment to RIT. So congratulations to both uh, the two defensemen, Aiden and Kevin, on that one. So always good to see them moving on with their hockey careers. Team Maryland back in action after a little bit of a time off, and they took on uh, their rivals in the New Jersey 87s, and this one, boy, was a barn burner. Uh, when you look at all this, uh, it was a hell of a game. Overtime defeat 5-4 to four 
against New Jersey. Nothing happened in the first, which is odd. New Jersey did take the offensive side of the game, however, uh, out shooting Team Maryland 10-4 to in this one. New Jersey on a hot streak, just coming off a 14-game winning streak, uh, looking to start a new one as they get ready for playoffs. And 17 seconds into the frame, Robbie Seawagon for New Jersey gets him on the board in the second period, one to nothing on that. Team Maryland would have none of that as they kind of explode there in the middle of the frame. Uh, starts off with Alex Newton, even strength, ties the game at 1, 7-13 in. Then uh, 13-07 in, Aiden Zabrowski, even strength from John Rempe. That makes it 2-1 to one Team Maryland before another even strength goal, J.J. Creighton with uh, 4.32 remaining in the frame. Cole O'Reilly with the uh, assist on that one, 3-2 to two Maryland. Team Maryland as they explode for three goals, but then here come the 87s. Under a minute from Creighton's goal, Jake Rock cuts the lead to within one with a goal, and then Devlin O'Kane with 1.15 remaining in the frame makes it 3-3 three to three going into the break. Coming out again, uh, Maryland actually taking the uh, the offensive portion in this one after a 22-shot second period for the 87s. Um, Team Maryland starts to press a little bit harder. They get one through 736, and Patrick Doyle from Alex Newton, 4-3. to three. And then uh, power plays, damning, damning for everybody involved as Robbie Seawagon gets the power play goal, and that makes it 4-4 four to four with 440 remaining. And uh, we go into overtime. Overtime was short, and overtime was not sweet for the Team Maryland as Matthew Zankowitz puts home uh, the overtime winner 14 seconds in and 5-4 to four the final in overtime. Gideon Sullivan, 41 saves in the defeat. Uh, that's a tough one for Team Maryland, but again, take the small victories out of it. Being able to play against the first-place team and play them that tightly, always a, a good thing to see. Looking at the standings now, Team Maryland tied for second with the Philadelphia Little Flyers. They get the edge with the wins and regulations, uh, and now they will wait to take on uh, the said field, uh, team or the Philadelphia Little Flyers, as I can talk for a living. They will play today, Tuesday afternoon. You can catch the call on Hockey TV. Tom Wilms with the call on that, and I like Tom a lot. Uh, Tom does New Jersey Titans games. He also does a little Flyers game. He is a pro's pro, uh, so that is uh, he's always good to listen to on the call. So if you got the chance to tune in to Hockey TV, watch Team Maryland for that, and uh, we'll see how they fare in this. Only one game this week, and uh, as we get to the nitty-gritty on that one, stretch run for Team Maryland as they try to get some momentum as they head into the playoffs. Let's now go to the Stevenson women's side as they are on a uh, two-game winning run. Win two in a row, trying to extend that as they hit up a home-and-home with Lebanon Valley first in beautiful Hershey, Pennsylvania. Uh, they took on Lebanon Valley at the Hershey Park Arena. They win this one 2 to nothing. Uh, get started off in the first period a little late, but Allie Gibson uh, with a short-handed goal with only 34 seconds remaining in the frame. To make it one to nothing for Stevenson, Stevenson carried that momentum to and just started firing at uh, at the Lebanon Valley net. They were uh, just very sturdy offensively in this one second period. Uh, Kelly Jo Zagula with a uh, with another goal for herself, six thirty four into the frame. T Ferrara 
on the assist. And then Olivia DeGuire shut the door after that. She makes 23 saves in a back-to-back shutout. Uh, shutouts for her as the Stevenson women take this one 2 to nothing in the opening set of this home-and-home. Home. They move up to 9-8-0 on the season, 8-5-0 on the uh on the conference play. And then Lebanon, they all traveled down 83 to get back to Reisterstown to the sport complex. And a great game in this one, too. Stevenson takes this one 3-2 to two in overtime. It got started. Trim Barkless uh, finds a loose puck in front in the zone after a uh, big uh, turnover by Lebanon Valley in their own zone. Uh, Barkless finds it, rips it home, and it is nothing on that one. Lebanon Valley making it quick, uh, quick lead. There, they score 31 seconds apart uh, in the tail end of the uh, second period. Abby Radcliffe starts it off 14-15 unassisted, and then Katie Pounder, 31 seconds after that, puts Lebanon Valley up quick in this one. But then with 2.50 remaining, Emily Brightbill able to find the puck wire at home, and she puts uh, this game to a tie game. Uh, Both sides didn't do much in the third period. And the next thing you know, overtime looms and 155 in. Trin Barkless gets a pass from Nikki Kendrick, strides in, puts it over the shoulder of Lebanon Valley's goaltender, and that's all she wrote. Stevenson uh, wins this one 3-2. to two. Uh, They are streaking in this one. They get to 10 wins again on the season, and that's a huge, huge victory for them uh, after a, a bit of a rough start to the season. Now on a four-game win streak. Uh, as they go into Chatham this weekend, uh, seven o'clock on Friday, two o'clock on Saturday. Uh, if I don't know if there's good, I think Chatham has a pay wall for their broadcast. So just check out Go Mustang Sports on this one, so they can go ahead and uh, you can go ahead and check out and see what's what, and go from there. How about that? After a uh, two-week break due to I'm assuming the good old vid. Uh, Stevenson's men's squad were uh, out on the ice, and they didn't have an easy task coming back on the ice. They had to face number three in the nation, Utica. And Utica, boy, that was something else. Utica gets on the board with five, uh, five, the first five goals of the game. Uh, first, 109 into the first period. Blake Holmes scores for Utica, puts them up one to nothing. Stevenson able to withstand the onslaught. From there, as uh, they just get outshot and outworked the first two periods. They were outshot 30-4 to in the first two periods. Utica putting up big numbers. Ryan Kenny facing a lot of shots, doing what he could. But in the second period on the power play, Regan Cavanaugh puts it home 242 in and makes it 2 to nothing. Then Justin Allen, 618 in, puts one home, and that's 3 to nothing. And then just after midway point with 9.32 remaining in the second period, Cameron Patton puts it home, makes it 4 to nothing. Another power play goal against as Utica goes up 5 nothing on Brett Everson's goal in the third period. And, uh, yeah, 5 to nothing at this one. Stevenson trying to crawl back. Uh, Brandon Rylott with a goal from Kyle Lightfoot. As they get on the board, making it 5-1. to one, And then with uh, under four minutes remaining, Rylott again on the power play from Nick Deneen and Kyle Lightfoot, making it 5-2. to two, But it really wasn't all that close when you look at it. As uh, Utica rolls uh, in this one, 5-2. to two. Ryan Kenny, 31 saves in the defeat. Had to shake it off, though. Had to get going over to Rochester as Nazareth comes a-calling. 
and Stevenson comes up big with a gutsy performance, and they win 3-2 to two in this one. Gets started at 10:41 in. Nick Deneen from Graham McElroy. Uh, he uh, puts uh, the, the green horses ahead, one to nothing, as uh, they uh, try to keep the shots a little bit down, a little bit more evenly matched offensively, although Nazareth did come out of the guns, uh, out of the gates blazing in the first period. Uh, Stevenson would start taking it to Nazareth, but Nazareth gets the tying goal from JT Etzanello, uh in the second period. Johnny Jackson, former uh, Team Maryland player, gets the assist on that goal. And then after that, it was the Alex Rive show. Uh, as uh, 12.04 in, he pots his first of the night. Ryan Patrick and Zach Egber with the assist uh, going in uh, two to one up into the second period. Then Nazareth gets one back, 7-17. Cole, or seven, yeah, 7-17 in the third period. Cole Moore ties the game up. 52 seconds remaining, though. Reve gets another one in his second of the game. Blake Coleman, Ryan Patrick on the assist, and that's all she wrote in this one. 3-2, the final. Ryan Kenny, uh, 29 saves for the victory as the men uh, finally break their uh, little bit of a losing skid in this one. As uh, they win three to two, uh, yeah, three game losing skid, and they were just outplayed in all three. Of course, you know you had that two week break uh, in between, so these things happen. Uh, they will have a week ahead of them. Wilkes comes to town on Wednesday, which is a reschedule from the uh, 14th uh, that was postponed. Then they go on the road at Newman at Manhattanville Friday, Saturday. And then uh, at Kings on Tuesday. Well, we will talk about the games prior to that before we get to the Kings weekend uh, or Kings week on that. And then, yeah, just a big rush to the end as uh, the month of February. They've got one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine games in 19 days. So that's going to be huge for them. Uh, it's going to it's going to show what the conditioning is all about and uh, what Dominic Dawes is uh, teach his uh, players going from there. So we will have to see what comes of it. And we'll talk about the uh, three games next week here. The Naval Academy, they uh, were back at home this weekend trying to ride a uh, three, uh, would it be four or two game, two wins in a row? I don't, I can't keep up with schedules anymore, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, and uh, they took on Towson, and now this is kind of a, uh, a bit of a preview to what we're going to see here in a couple weeks is the Crab Pot Tournament. The 11th and 12th, ladies and gentlemen, we are just uh, two weeks away, <clears throat> less than two weeks away. If you have, if you are going ahead and if you are going to go to those games, and I suggest you do because the Crab Pot is what Maryland College Club Hockey is all about. You can go to the uh, Brigade Sport Complex, get your tickets, uh, go online, check it out. It's going to be uh, Navy, University of Maryland, Stevenson, and Towson. So go check it out. That's a little bit of a plug ski on that one. Uh, so I don't know. Do with that what you will, I suppose. I don't know. I, I get, again, this is ha not hashtag, not an ad, but uh, yeah, it's a, uh, get that out there. Support the crab pot, support local hockey. Anyway, uh, two teams that could be matching up in that one. Naval Academy and Towson faced off on Friday night and uh, Navy, uh, Navy, Navy was the aggressor in this one, both uh, on the, on the score sheet and then the penalty uh, score sheet as well as they take this one seven cob in this one. It gets started really, really quick with uh, Nick Owen, 136 in, getting his 19th or ninth of the season, 19th of the season 
would be fantastic, but it's only his ninth se- of the season. Uh, uh, Thomas Kristinich, he gets his fourth assist, and John Mullen his fourth assist as well. A little rough stuff going on Navy, getting called for penalty, three penalties in a row before the seven-minute mark, all killing them off. And then Derek McKee gets one for Towson for a cross-check. And uh, John Mullen makes him pay on the power play, his 13th of the season. Porter Markle, his fourth assist on that goal. But then 24 seconds later, Michael Rockovich throw up the rock as uh, he gets his fourth of the season. Evan Adams and Joe Walton, his second uh, – uh, Evan Adams' seventh assist, Joe Walton his second assist of the year. Navy is up 3 to nothing after one period, outshooting them 16-9 to and – the second period was not much more uh, gracious as Navy goes 22-4 on the shot clock against Towson, and they score at will. 49 seconds in, Joe Walton is first of the year from Evan Adams, makes it 4 uh, to nothing on this one. Then uh, John Mullins, like, you know what, I, I want another goal. He gets another goal, his 14th of the season, 5.50 in. Uh, Anders Gilbronson, uh with uh with the assist on that one, uh and uh, yeah that's his fourth assist of the year. Then John Mullins like I like it again. I'm gonna take another one. He does. He gets the Natty Boo Hattie on, as he gets his fifteenth of the season. Jack Burke his fifth assist. Allen with his ninth assist of the season. And then minutes after that, Sean Ostrowski, uh Polish power in the house. Third goal of the season, uh from Jacob Barbaro and Joe Doherty. Uh, and uh, both their second assist on that, just taking it to Towson in this one. Third period, no scoring whatsoever, a little bit more evened up. Navy, again, taking control in shots, 15-7, 53-20, the shot count in the end, as uh, that's all she wrote, 7 to nothing on that one. Uh, Daniel Ludwig gets hung with the loss, 25 saves. Uh, James Price came in in relief. He got twenty or twenty-five saves for Ludwig, twenty-one saves for Price. Uh, in the uh, Navy side of things, a split shutout as uh, Ch- Chaz Doherty gets the win, thirteen saves, and then yields the crease in the third period for Casey McCormick as uh, he gets seven saves in the victory in this one. Now they uh, think ahead. They got to think to Lehigh uh, in uh, on Saturday's game, and this one a little bit more tightly contested. And uh, penalties kind of coming back to haunt uh, Naval Academy in this one as, you know, pretty decent midway through. And then, boom, Brandon Reynolds gets an elbow. Uh, and then uh, Jacob Barbaro gets a hooking call. They're down two. Michael Grease makes him pay for Lehigh, his 12th of the season on the power play. Uh, and that makes it one nothing. Then late in the frame, 53 seconds left. Nick Aoun with his 10th of the season ties it up for the Naval Academy. As they go into it. Then Brendan Reynolds kind of redeems himself there after a uh, little bit of an undisciplined penalty. But, you know, Lehigh gets undisciplined too. These things happen. It's life in the big city. Reynolds gets his seventh of the season on the power play. Rakovich and Adams on the assist. Uh, Navy goes up 2-1. to one, But another power play goal against Sean Grant for Lehigh. His sixth of the season ties the game at two. And that's where we go into the third frame in a wacky and wild third period in this one right at the seven minute mark exactly Alex Walsh Kelly gets his second of the season and that puts Lehigh up three to two then Sean Grant gets his second of the game his seventh of the year 12 19 into the frame and now Lehigh is up by two that's how goal scoring works 
But Navy is deaf is nothing if not determined. And they see their eyes on the prize and they come clawing back. The power play, the determining factor in this one as uh, Kristinich, he gets his fourth of the season on the power play. Riley Jamison, his fifth assist. It pulls Navy to within one. And then with 127 remaining, Brendan Reynolds, his second of the game, eighth of the year. John Mullen, Nick Allen on the assist on that one. Ties the game up, goes to overtime. Nothing doing in overtime. We go to a shootout. And, you know, next thing you know, here's comes, here comes things going down to a sixth-round shootout. Uh, it didn't wasn't until the third round when Sean Grant and Evan Adams both scored in the third round to keep things alive. And then Brendan Reynolds uh, ends it on the bottom of the sixth, puts it home, uh, and he, he does it. He gets that extra point, gets that extra victory, gets that all-much-needed ECHA point for Navy as they have a four-game winning streak right now as they go into their final ECHA games of the season this weekend on the road again. I can't wait to get on the road again. Now, they are not too far. They'll go to George, uh, George Mason, not Joe's Mason, George Mason University on Friday night and then travel back up to Ice World against Towson in a rematch of Friday night's game and then possibly a preview of another uh, crab pot situation. I don't know what the schedule is, in all honesty, for the crab pot. If uh, you boys want to pass that around to your boy, uh, that'd be wonderful, as my voice cracks in anticipation. So we mentioned Towson. Uh, Towson, of course, played Navy, uh, and that game didn't go all that grand. Then uh, they had a day off, and then Sunday they welcomed him into Kent University. And uh, this one, this also was a barn burner. Uh, Towson came clawing back in this one, and not just because they're Tigers, but because you know it was a hell, of, it was a hell of a game. I'm not going to lie to you. Duquette takes an early lead, one nothing in the first period. Then Towson fights back five minutes later. Alec Hur- Hurley uh, ties the game with uh, David Kish and Jake Lissy with the assist, six forty four in. Then Duquette gets two quick goals in the late frame, makes it three to one going onward and upward from there but a power play right after um right after the uh the start of the period uh Justin Brown on the power play from Frankie Megan, uh, Megan and uh, Simone Goslin 245 in 15 seconds on that power play and they uh, they do the dang thing makes it 3 to 2 Towson then scores at 607 Lissy ties the game Hurley and Sam Rudnick on the assist in that one and that's where the period ended and then the last scoring update was Duquesne taking a 4-3 to lead. ACHA website doesn't have anything updated, so we're to assume Duquesne, uh, Duquette, Duquesne, something. Pittsburgh area, they take the win on uh, on this one, 4-3. to Towson, they are at their last weekends as well. Uh, Lehigh comes to town. And, of course, Navy comes to town on Saturday. That'll end it before the crab pot starts for them there. Another team in the crab pot, Stevenson ACHA men's team. They've had a rough go about it this season. And, uh, you know, these things happen. They, you know, the whatever. These things, you know, it is what it is. But they had a monumental win. I would I would go so far as saying that against Ryder University. Ryder, one of the better D2 schools out there in the area. And uh, next thing you know, boy, Stevenson takes the win in overtime. Five to four in this one. They were out. They were doubled up in shots, uh, but didn't let anything get to them. 
and they take the victory in this one. Didn't get started great. Uh, 228 in. Donald Sutcher for uh, Riders, 10th goal of the season, uh, makes it one to nothing. But try as they might, Stevenson finally gets back into it. Nick Hoover, his second goal of the year. Zach Garneau with the fourth assist of his season. That makes it tied up at once as they go into break. Ryder does take the second period very seriously in this one as Dominic uh, Cicero with the 17th goal of the year for himself, 253 in as a Ryder keeps on pressing. And then just past halfway, Christopher Perkins, his third of the season, makes it 3-1. to one. That's where it ended up on this. A little bit of defensive shutdown towards the end as only 15 shots total in the third period, 8-7 for Ryder. But uh, Stevenson comes back in a big way. First, Eric Bennett's first goal uh, of the season, 324 in, gets uh, Stevenson to within one. But then literally 32 seconds after that, Joey Cole gets that two-goal lead back for Ryder, his ninth of the season. Stevenson, though, keeping the pressure on. Brendan Jesse gets it to a one-goal game, his fifth of the year. Josh Watterson, his fourth, and Chris Robinson, his fifth assist of the season. Then Tyler Shabbat with his first goal of the year, 13-31 remaining in the third. Jake Shoulders and Watterson with the assist. And that's how we go in this one until th- uh, with a minute and three remaining in the overtime. Zach Garneau gets his second goal of the, uh, of the season. Jonah Carlson, his fourth assist. Nick Hoover, his third assist. And Stevenson, gutsy, gutsy victory as they knock off Ryder. David Shahadi with 36 saves in the victory, and that's got to feel good for this team, especially as they go rolling into Penn State next weekend. They were supposed to play Saturday at Rowan, but I don't know if you heard on the East Coast there was a bit of a snowstorm. So uh, erring on the side of caution on this one, making sure everyone was safe. They uh, they will postpone that game. Don't know if it's going to get made up before playoffs. We'll have to see, but a big win for Stevenson. Uh, in this one because they have had a rough go about it overall. But this one has to feel just as sweet, uh, just a huge, huge game for them. So shout out to them as uh, they get things going on that one. University of Maryland Terrapins hit the ice once again as they took on uh, Georgetown and they took on uh, they went up to travel to Drexel. They welcomed Georgetown into their stead. Uh and again, no uh, no real shot clock on the uh, on the ACHA website. Nothing really submitted on this one, but we do have some scoring from uh, the Georgetown game. They dropped that one four to one. Uh, Daniel Tomaszewski, the only goal unassisted, as Aiden Jones uh, was in net for this defeat. Uh, the Terps uh, dropped to six nine and zero oh on the season to that one, but uh, they uh, they had to have short memories. They traveled up to Drexel. Rather, the University of Pennsylvania, the night class of 1923 arena. But uh, Maryland comes in strong after a mishap with their bus, where they thought the bus company was coming. Never came. The players had to get into their own cars and drive up there. So you had a little burr in their saddle for that one, I'm sure. And they go on to win this one 4-1. to one. It gets started uh, just uh, with 5-42 uh, remaining in the first period. Andrew Muirhead gets his third of the year from Ray McNamara and Jetson Koo to put Maryland up one nothing, And then with only 12 seconds remaining, Zachary Jones pots uh, his first of the season late to get Drexel tied as they go into the locker room tied up at one. And then it was the Patrick Baganowski show uh, as uh, he 
just puts up a hat trick, even though the ACHA doesn't want to uh, recognize that. As Beganovsky scores with fifty six with forty six seconds remaining, rather in the second period, a nice little bang bang play, his fifth of the year from Tucker Healy and Liam Eden. I don't like how they put William Eden; it really throws me off. Uh, then Maryland and Drexel kind of bat- going back and forth in this one in the third period, kind of a, a neutral zone battle. Beganovsky pots an empty netter for his sixth of the year uh, at uh, with one fourteen remaining, and the next thing you know, with only. 49 seconds remaining. Potts, another empty netter for the Hanati Bow Hattie Hon in that one. So uh, a big, big game for them. Uh, Henry Peltier, 28 saves in the victory as Maryland goes into next weekend as they'll take on the host Drexel and then go to Ryder uh, tentatively in this one. So a big, big win for them to build off of as they finish the home and home a week later. And then, of course, Crab Pot coming up after that the naval academy women and the loyola women are supposed to do battle this weekend but the snow wiped that whole thing out so we are here holding the bag waiting for something to happen it was going to be a great matchup between two big uh big maryland schools in this one but it was not to be i uh, don't know if it's going to be made up don't know what's going to happen with that but as of right now <clears throat> nothing really said navy takes on uh, university of delaware at university of delaware on saturday February 12th, so they get a week off in preparation for that one, whereas uh, Loyola, they take on University of Maryland's women's squad this weekend, 9.30 on Friday, as they uh, are in their last two, possibly three games of the season before we get locked and loaded on that one. Uh, Maryland uh, will take on, of course, Maryland's going to take on the uh, Loyola this weekend. That's how things roll. Uh, Towson women, they are... Back at it on Friday night, their first game back uh, since the Christmas break. So two months off. They will be at Villanova for that one, and then they'll finish off their season the the 11th uh, against Westchester. So we will see how that fares for them. And uh, there we go. That's the, uh, unfortunately, not much news, the process on this one. So hopefully things get worked out, especially to see that Naval Academy-Loyola matchup, which could have been, could be just a knockdown dragout fight for that Navy's D2 squad they were supposed to take on um <clears throat> can't remember what the Denison that's who it was Denison University uh Dennis the Menace University and that got canceled due to the weather but Navy uh D2 they scheduled a game with the D3 Terps and Navy D2 takes this one three to one in the uh in the final in Saturday morning's final so good to see them back out on the ice good to see them be able to play some competition um as well on the from the uh from the D3 side of things. Uh, they will tr- they will face Christopher Newport. He will come up and he will face the Naval Academy one on 20-something. So uh, we will see how they f- uh, they fare in this one uh, coming up at uh, the end of next week. I think Navy's D2 team is close to towards the end there too as the CHF starts to round out their first season as a federation. So we'll see uh, how the playoffs work on that and we'll have all the news, of course, for you right here when we get it. How about some players? Um, Sam Annis, we'll start with him because that's where the alphabet begins. Uh, He got three assists this weekend over uh, two games on the weekend, three games on the weekend. Had two assists against the uh, Lehigh Valley Phantoms on Saturday night and on Sunday had an assist against Providence. Both wins for the Springfield Thunderbirds. Puts him up to 30 30 points in 38 games, getting that swagger back for himself uh, on the season. 
Julia Blitz, she got herself an assist this weekend against Union as uh, the RPI women win 2 to nothing on uh, Saturday night in that one. That puts her up. So the interesting part. So this puts her up, according to RPI, two goals and four assists. According to the lead of prospects, four goals and five assists. So you determine which one you want to believe and which one you don't. So, um, yeah, we will we will see how this all pans out at the end because I'm sure who knows what the stats are the stats are saying for these uh, roster players. So I just clicked on their uh, on RPI's <laughs> RPI's site for all their women's stats, and this one as of December fifth, twenty 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 one, they had Julia Blitz as four goals and three assists on their PDF and not on their website. That's kind of embarrassing. That's uh, that's RPI. Be better. Be better with your info. Come on now. Looking at you guys to kind of get these stats, uh, to to you know hype up, hype up all the uh, the women's the great women's that we have uh, in the Maryland area. Let's check in on Charlie Skinner, uh, who's playing for the uh, Milwaukee School of Engineering Raiders, as uh, he is a Towson native, played for the Norsemen of the uh, Saint Cloud area, and uh, he's also uh, had some time. With the uh, the Cornwall Colts in the CCHL, uh, he's got an assist on the season for him. We'll kind of keep tabs on it as they go along for D three as uh, the Milwaukee School of Engineering gets their things on the roll. Let's also check in on some uh, prep school uh, guys. Starting off with Daniel Johnson, uh, Daniel Johnson, who is uh, a Edgewood, Maryland native, uh, has been all over uh, the world in this one. He is playing for the Windy City Storm, sixteen U Triple A. Dude is lighting it up for the uh, the 16U AAA just by itself. In 31 games, he's got 33 points from the blue line, 11 goals, 22 assists. And then uh, for the HP uh, HPHL uh, 16U, four goals and 11 points in 12 games with the Windy City Storm AAA squad. Uh, 5'10", 187, only 16 years old. So the Edgewood, Maryland native is uh, doing some good work, doing some – Pretty dang good work in this one. So shout out to him uh, making waves in the uh, prep world. And then Cameron O'Neill, uh, a.k.a. Cam O'Neill, the Odington, Maryland native, the final of the O'Neill brothers. He is ripping-ish up for Mount St. Charles Academy. Um, just in the 18UAA ranks, not even any leagues, 36 goals and 77 points in 40 games uh, for Mount St. Charles and for the any pack 18U, he's got eight points, including six goals in seven games. So he is putting up a storm. UMass uh, salivating, getting some things into him, hoping for the best uh, as he keeps on churning on this one at 18 years. It, just turning 18 years old, too. Happy birthday to him last Sunday. So 6'1", 194, eligible this season, ranked 102 in uh, Central Scouting for uh, the uh, North American skaters. So he could be selected this year. Uh, we will have to see how this all goes. I completely forgot to look for Cameron O'Neill. That's on me, dog. That's on me. That has to, that deserves a write-up on that. So maybe we'll get something here on clutchandcrabhockey.com about Mr. Cameron O'Neill uh, for that one. Maddox Tularco, uh, we should talk about him uh, as well. Uh, he is uh, playing for Mount St. Charles Academy, 16 uh U triple A and he's got a uh, ten points from the blue line in the triple A pack and in the NE pack sixteen U. He's got three assists in ten games. 
uh, defenseman. Still coming into his own from Ashton, Maryland, 6'2", 190. So he is going to be one to look at going forward. He is, uh, you know, he's going to be making some waves. I think him and Daniel Johnson are two uh, prospects you're going to have to look at going in further to see what's going to happen with these guys. These guys uh, do have a lot of talent coming in from the blue line, and hopefully it pays off for them uh, when the the things get going. And let's wrap up this uh, prep pack, as I like to call it, because I just called it that because I like alliteration. Jack Spicer, uh, he's playing for the uh, 18UAA with good old Cam, uh, Cam O'Neill there. Uh, 13, 4, and 4, 250 goals against, 912 save percentage in 23 games uh, in the for Mount St. Charles in this one. So another big work for him as he looks to go ahead and get some uh, college looks at him. He's only 17. He'll be 18 in April, but still, Rockville, Maryland represent as he is playing very well for Mount St. Charles Academy. Uh, staying with goaltenders in this one, Aaron Randazzo. He had a game on uh, Friday night. Took on the uh, Muskegon Lumberjacks. Didn't fare so well. Five goals given up in a 5-4 to four loss. 23 saves on the night, and he got the night off on Saturday on that one. That puts his record to 10-10-2. 340 goals against 895 save percentage for the Air Force Academy commit. So, that'll do it. We've done enough. We've, we've gone over our time. Uh, this might be almost close to an hour show. I thank you for bearing with me. Uh, you guys are great. I appreciate the support. Uh, if you want to support more, you tell two friends. They'll tell two friends. At Chesapeake HW Pod on Facebook and Twitter. If you want the Black Bears photos, at FOHS Radio. Johnny P does a great job over there. And, hey, ClutchandCrabHockey.com, all the fun stuff that's going to be going on there. I, like I said, I'm probably going to have to have a Cam O'Neill write up on this one. I completely – that's on me. I whiffed, the, whiffed looking at him for the skaters. Um, so – Mount St. Charles Academy doesn't really stand out as Maryland term. But uh, always good to see him uh, and see Maryland players advance, and hopefully he's going to be one of many going forward. So that's it. That's all. I'm Scotty Waz. Take care of yourself and someone else. This has been Chesapeake Hockey Week uh, on the uh, part of the Face Off Hockey Show Media Faction, part of PodcastMonsters.com. Uh, you guys have a great, safe week. Stay warm. Stay, uh, you know, stay in traction control. Play that clutch and crab hockey, and we'll talk to you next time. Bye. Peace.